You're listening to Futurish. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number eight. My Hello. name is Gerhard, and I'm here with my awesome dude. What's his name? Peter. Really? Peter. Really? Yeah. Yay. <laughs> I, I, it's weird. I don't actually call myself Peter. It's not, I don't know. I, I, you're not, your name is not Peter. Your name is Pete. Yeah. <laughs> Someone did actually ask me in the past if that was my full name, Pete. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it, yeah. I was like, yeah, pretty much. Pete Papadopoulos. Yeah. <laughs> the least Krieg ever. Yeah. <laughs> Someone also asked me what um, something was in Greek, and I just started laughing. <laughs> uh, I don't. I can't speak Greek or really understand much. It's okay, Pete. No one is suspecting that. Hey, but yeah, yeah. guess what? What are you what? drinking, Pete? I am always drinking. Always, <laughs> I'm something. always drinking. Um, no, no, I'm drinking at the moment Glenlivet. Glenlivet. Whiskey. Well done. Mm. Haven't, you, mm. haven't you done well? Mm. You know. What about you? Are you drinking for the first time in ever? Hey, just last episode I didn't drink. But yes, I'm drinking as well. I'm drinking a, a, a very good red wine, Cora Lillo from Chile. Ah. <laughs> a Pinot Noir 2014. Oh, no, it's Pinot Noir. That's good and it's one. even got organic, whatever it means. <laughs> Isn't all wine organic, or I guess it makes. A, I guess I hope so. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I would hope all wine was organic as well. Like, what else are they putting in the wine? Exactly. I don't like, know. Jeez, <laughs> maybe I don't know. No, no. I don't know. Let's yeah. don't talk about this. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's let's not let's not ruin wine for us. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Hey, I have a really cool article. What we jump in straight into it? No, we don't. Okay. Well. How was, you your, how was you your weekend, Pete? It was really good. Yeah, I went. I was um, visiting family in Perth and went to a wedding, and um, so it was a very whirlwind flight, <laughs> like just flying out and, and landing midnight, pretty much in Perth on Friday night, and flying back out to Melbourne five o'clock, um, and landing midnight back in Melbourne on oh, Sunday wow. night. So yeah. Yeah, yeah fuck. Was... You always forget, like, even though it's still Australia, just flying to Perth takes just a really long time. <laughs> well, it's not that. Well, I mean, it's still pretty f- long not for, for domestic European flight, standards. You know? Yeah, for domestic, it's like four hours. Yeah, exactly. It's not, that's the longest. It's like, and then three and a half back. So it's not that, it's, it's, it's manageable, you know? So it's not like you, you feel jet lagged or anything like that. You, you can handle the flights. So. But how about you? How was your weekend? Pretty intense, I would say. I went yeah. to this really crazy party in. Um, so it was a release party of a, I don't know DJ. I didn't know until then, but it was, <laughs> okay. but it was this amazing. Like it was a location. It was still in Helsing, a bit uh, outside of the city, in a huge gas tank, and mm. it was amazing. Like the the, the setup, the lights. It's just insane. Like it was this huge gas tank, and it was just like one DJ and like oh, it was crazy. Is that what you sent to me on yeah, Snapchat? Exactly, exactly. That I asked, what is that? And you never replied to me? Yeah, well, I, at this <laughs> point, I've, I was past of, you know, I just couldn't really respond in at all. What about the next day? Yeah, I forgot that you wrote me, basically. And what about the day after that, huh? <laughs> I, 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 basically, yeah, you just reminded me that you wrote me. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, I say I never forget with friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, I've had enough of your attitude, so let's go on to the next story. <laughs> the first story, I should say. The first did you want to go first story, or should I go first story? Yeah. Or did you want? Okay, I will, I will go first, okay? Good, because so, i got to read my article <laughs> on mine. <laughs> yeah, I was reading it now, the intro. <laughs> on yours now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's good. Like, let's... let's um. Hey, we're, it's, you we're, know, you know, like we're, just, we're just very creative and spontaneous people, you know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like with mine, all I do is I like just Google search Elon Musk and just want to talk about Musk. <laughs> yeah, or iPhone, yeah. <laughs> Elon Musk or iPhone. Yeah. That's all your article pool. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, 
Um, and yours is always like, um, like cre- facts about creativity or facts about like <laughs> inside <laughs> and like yeah, in <laughs> life. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a pattern here. Actually, there is, why, 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 why are we pre- pretending to read articles? We're just yeah. why don't we just it? talk about this stuff all the time? Yeah, <laughs> we should probably break out of our and, and not choose one story out of our sort of comfort zone. I think eventually. This so I can stop talking about Elon for a bit. You know how to do. I think you want people. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but well, right, so it's a cool one. It's a cool one. So my story is like was published on Fast Company. I don't know when. I won't say it. I don't know. I just found it. It's seven surprising facts about creativity according to science. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, surprising. So okay. no, but they're they're cool facts. We go we go through all seven of them and we can talk about them. Okay. So. So basically, they say daydreaming, horsing around. What is horsing around, actually? What does this mean? <laughs> horsing around. Um, like mucking around. Mucking around. Like, or do you even, yeah, you know what mucking around. Well, mu- some people don't know what mucking around is. All right. Playing around. Playing around. Yeah. So, okay, good. Yeah. So aimless wandering or even like a sudden traumatic loss. So many things that seem to co- conjure or conjure, I don't know, an automatic conjure. Conjure, an automatic negative connotation can actually have an interesting, indeed often positive impact on our creativity. So even like if you have a traumatic loss, which, you know, like a loss of a person, a, you know, a close person in your life or something, can yeah. actually change the way you think and, uh, uh, how do you say, connect your brain in new ways. Okay. And in fact, the further you, yeah, no. And in fact, the further you dig into the inner working of the creative side of your minds, the more surprises you would like to uncover, according to this article. Mm. So they like they they refer to a book and like some other articles, and they basically summarize seven facts about creativity, which uh, we could talk about. So okay. first one, number one: seventy-two percent of people have creative insights in the shower. So standing naked beneath a stream of hot water and letting your mind wander is good for your creativity. Um, See, like, that's okay. That I think I might be a part of that 28%. Mm-hmm. Well, I might fluctuate between the two because 28% of my time I'm singing <laughs> or like playing like this, like, you know, doing water pistols with, you know, like if you let the water run over your finger and it just kind of like jet streams out, you can pretend you're like, like, you have superpowers where you got that can shoot water. Yeah. Do you not do that? Okay. Because <laughs> I totally do that all the time, and I'm 33, so it's kind of awesome fun. But then the other 72%, I start then wondering about what it would be like to have superpowers, <laughs> and that's where my creativity comes out. Good point, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about mine. If I'm the shower, I'm not sure if I'm creative. Just like being in the shower. <laughs> just, just like being in the shower See, that's creative because you, you realize you like being in the shower and how amazing that I don't is know, like i just like you know in the shower i could spend a long time actually a long time in a shower <laughs> a long time <laughs> but I, i'm actually i'm, I'm just thinking if i ever did inside in the shower not sure i think i have it actually more when i'm walking or doing other stuff not in okay. the shower i think i'm also more like a 28 percent for me it's a shower just awesome i like to be in the shower yeah, showers are good. Warm showers sometimes. Are cold. you are you also like brushing your uh, teeth in the shower? No. <laughs> I, okay, I do that. Really? How yes. much time do you honestly save because of that? I don't know, but it's just why not? You know, just you take a shower and brush your teeth at the same time. Why do you do it separately? Because then you're just relaxing in the shower, and it's actually so much better. Well, you do both. You brush your teeth and your legs. <laughs> you relax while brushing your teeth. And, and you spend, it's just awesome. You spend more time in the shower. Well, you don't have to. You can just spend more time in the shower with without brushing your teeth as well. But it's just nice, you know. Like you brush your teeth. It's just a nice thing to do, you know. Just to just be. Yeah. Well, you should try it, Peter. You know. Just try. Give it a try. You will love it. Um, no, because I just don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number two, because okay. I was going to go into topics of like drinking a beer and like having a shower beer, which is well, I know a awesome. friend, I know a friend who is like when he used to be drunk, he came home, and what he did, he took a he took a warm shower, drank a beer and ate bacon in the shower. Oh, I haven't had bacon in the shower. I wonder <laughs> if because the whole problem with the shower beer is that you try not to get shower water into the beer, right? So you hold it out a bit while you're doing the shower, exactly. and that's, then that's, it's that's like definitely. Right. Oh, so then, bacon, shower water, and bacon. 
Yeah, maybe you do the same thing. Maybe you have to protect it somehow. But I don't know. It's just water. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's that's probably then, you know, I wonder what we can create to protect bacon and beer in the shower. But I like it. Mm. Right, shower water and beer and, and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's crispy bacon, it would be nice. That's true. Maybe it's that the salt of your skin goes onto the bacon and creates makes it even oh, more. Man, salty. okay, stop. We don't rub this bacon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're not rubbing it. But the, anyway, number two, number, number two. two. Okay, um, <laughs> the introverts are onto something. Solitude is where creativity thrives. Well, that so, makes sense. So, as all you can do is yeah. Think. So, what they say, as productive as we can be in groups, there's nothing quite like working and thinking alone. So, they say, as it turns out, the more creative, imaginative networks of the brain simply work better when we're alone, because that's where mm. we're able to engage in what neuroscientists call constructive internal reflection, a mental state crucial to idea generation and creativity. And I, See, agree, to, I, I, agree, I agree. I agree. With, I totally agree with that. So, I find with when I'm in solitude that I end up wanting to, like, um, basically, I come up with new ideas, right? So then if I want to, like, talk about those new ideas in detail, then I end up really narrowing it down and actually I, work, I do that better in a group. Yes. So detail, groups, new ideas, alone, non-group. Yeah. Exactly. So basically, you get the the, the kickoff always. I same. If I always think about it. I get it alone, but then if I want to develop this idea and make it actually real, I need people around me to work, like bounce off the idea, you know, play around and see where it could go. But to start yeah. with, I always start alone. Like for me, I could never come up with an idea in a group. It's just it's, I don't know. It doesn't work for me. Not a new idea, right? Like, not, not a new not idea. A, not a new so, idea. Yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can come up with, I come up with sometimes other ideas, but just talking to someone and just, you know, but they're always just related, but new, total new ideas. Not that I come up with new ideas in general. Because <laughs> when I'm at home nowadays, I just try not to think at all. Like, I just want to just watch TV. I do enough thinking at work. That's true. Speaking of watching TV, I finished um, Stranger Things. Amazing. Oh, right. Amazing, dude. Finally, finally. You know, it was really good. Can't wait for season two. Okay, sorry. If you guys, so, haven't, if it's you guys just... haven't watched it, then, yeah, watch it. All right. Okay, let's, number, um, number three. Let's, let's quickly skim by these ones and, and talk about, like, talk about, say all of them, and then we'll pick two of the ones that you think is worth discussing. I think they're all worth discussing. Don't be so unpolite to this article. <laughs> Fuck the article. It's... <laughs> It's, it's only because it's making me trying to be creative and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Trying new things makes you more creative. Oh, okay. See? That's, that's, that? that, 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 that's like, I don't know. It's a given, I think. The more you experience, yeah. the more you do, you, you know, like just shapes your brain and uh, how do you say? How do you say? What they say, as it turns out, there's a major neuroscientific basis for the link between openness to new experience and creative thinking. Exploration is tied to the neurotransmitter dopamine, which also plays a role in motivation and learning, and facilitates yeah. a psychological plasticity, a tendency to explore and engage flexibly with new things. Well, yeah, I agree with that. So, but that's a so given, what they're I think. trying to say is if you spend all your time alone, sure, you can come up with creativity. But if you spend all your time alone in just one place, then you only know about one fucking place, <laughs> you know? Like, of course, you're not going to really come up with any other new ideas. Exactly. It's but hey, saying this, I think, I think some people, because I'm reading, again, a really interesting book about the mind and um. There's one thing that some people are better in simulating future scenarios, like in in your brain, in your mind, you know, and some are, you know, like some are better than that. So some people could actually don't have to experience so much and could still be creative. So it doesn't exclude mm. it. So I don't really completely agree with it that you have to go out to be creative. Some people just can also be where they are and, um, are just really just good at, you know, like at, at simulating various scenarios. Yeah, but they're, they're experiencing new things in some other ways. They don't have to, you don't have to experience it physically. You can oh, experience yeah, it mentally. So you can, like the internet example, like is like you can just read articles and you're reading new things. That's true. So you experience it, you know, so. 
I think the a key point is just to be open to rethink everything. You know, just to I, yeah, that's a good just, one. Yeah, yeah. Number is four. that on this? Hmm? Is this a serious surprising facts? Maybe we can just say it. Being open to new things and being open to change uh, makes you more creative. There you go. Not really. But <laughs> number number 7.5. Yeah. <laughs> what they say is four, trust your intuition, which we already discussed in the last episode. And that's how LSD was discovered. Mm. <laughs> mm. That's true. <laughs> but I think we, we, we talked about this in the last episode. Yes. Intuition and gut feeling is, I think, very crucial that you should, you should really develop your intuition, really trust in your intuition at some point. Yes. If it comes to new ideas. But we talked about this. I think, yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. Definitely. So number five, trauma has hidden creative properties. That's very interesting. Because what they say is like all these artists, for example, Frida Kahlo, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Robin Williams, and so on. So Mm. some of the most reward creative minds in modern history have one thing in common. They experience some kind of major loss or trauma. Trauma that had an impact on their creative endeavors. endeavors. So it's no coincidence either. Psychologists call this phenomenon post-traumatic growth. In, f- in the face of a major loss, our brains often explore new creative outlets as part of the rebuilding process of our lives, especially as our perspectives, priorities, and ways of thinking about things shift around. That's interesting, I think. Okay. So if you have a traumatic experience... This actually could actually boost your creativity in some form, but I'm not sure if this accounts for every person. Is it just for art? I don't know. And why? Like it's it's funny that it's, there's a pattern in artists. You know that artists sometimes are really depressed and sad. And then this kind of traumatic experience kind of boosts their creativity, and they come up with something new. What hmm. do you think about that? I don't know. No, I don't know. I really. I mean, I haven't really gone through post-traumatic stress or anything like that yeah. myself. So I, I, and plus I'm not also not the most creative, you know what I mean? You are creative, Pete. What are you talking I'm about? I'm creative in certain areas and that doesn't make for change. It's like if I wanted to break out of my area, it's very hard. I rely on a lot of creative minds to do it and I'm good at, I'm good at managing the middle. You know what I mean? So the you get a creative idea. I'm good at executing that creative idea, but not going to my new detail like a project manager. But I'm idea. I understand where how to get it from point A to point B. That's my you know yeah, sort sure, of what I'm good at. I think because everyone is creative. You have said you have also creative approaches. It's just like the confidence you need to do it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone has it. We are not born with or without creativity. That's the thing. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, number six. Okay. Daydreaming is surprisingly good for your brain. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, yeah, that makes sense. Are you, of are course. You, are you daydreaming a lot? I um, used to um, used when to? I wasn't so busy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I would, like I would daydream quite a bit. Um, and then now I'm too busy to, enough to daydream, so I can't really <laughs> do it. I would lo- I love it. I love daydreaming. Yeah, me too. Just, you know, it's such it's it's so good. Like, um, it may, that's how I start thinking so much. In, you know, when I was the most creative and when I was doing a lot of the things, like like starting new projects and stuff, I was daydreaming quite a bit, and that's how I did it. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, mm. I think I do it quite a lot. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, but I think there's also a danger that you can get too comfortable in daydreaming and you live in this um, constructs you're building with your thoughts and without doing anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have in your mind all these creative projects, but you actually don't re- never really transform them into reality. Mm, that's true. Mm. I think there's quite a danger in there as well. It is, it is, because, yeah, I mean, you can go down a steep path, you can, you know, daydream about this amazing idea and then get really depressed because it's not, you know, you just keep doing it, you know? Exactly, nothing happens. And, uh, yeah. yeah, maybe that's when you do the post-traumatic growth and stuff, <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. Okay, last one, number seven. What was this? Okay, some of the best ideas are widely ridiculed before they are revered. 
Ridiculed, yeah, yeah. Ridiculed. Yeah. So, well, that's that's fair enough because new ideas, like totally new, generally people look at that as it's not proven ideas, right? So, exactly. But it's, it's yeah. I think it's very interesting because, so for example, they cited a paper in 2009, which one paper published in Scientometrics. So they examined examples, Nobel Prize winning ideas and discoveries that were initially resisted by the scientific community, demonstrating mm. a systematic pattern of skepticism directed at paradigm challenging theories. Hmm. I find this quite interesting, especially when we talk about think about scientific community, which of course you need to be critical, but um, it's so funny that it doesn't matter at what point of our history, we always think we kind of know what's going on. We all think this is weird, like at the, at the, how do you say, top level of intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. And we are not, I think. Right. That's the thing, because even like nowadays you read some books or like papers, like we are like the future generation. We are like the, this high level of intelligence and we know quite a lot about things. And also we don't know a lot, you know, because and, I think it's, it's a mix of like humans are, are also very obnoxious people. No? Okay. Yeah. In general, like they, they think they know everything, you know, you, you, that's why you get like, you know, it's a typical teenager sort of like thing that where they, they think they know everything, they're like invincible. Exactly. And then they go through a phase where in their twenties, where they start going, oh shit, I'm not, there's so much I want to explore and know. And then they do all the traveling and then they're 30 and they go, oh, well now I know everything. I'm an expert again. And then they have kids and they're in the forties and they're like, oh shit, there's so much I don't know again. <laughs> And then they're 50 and they settle down again. And, and then it's just like, oh, shit, well, now, you know, um, I know ev- like I know everything, you know, blah, blah. And then they're like 60s and they want to travel again. And then the 70s, they're like, well, I know everything, I'm dead, you know. Exactly. <laughs> <You're> dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we are, and we should always remind us, we are no different to people when they thought, like, Earth is flat, you know. They thought mm-hmm. they know it. They thought they mm-hmm. have all the scientific knowledge and, you know, like all the arguments until someone has proven them wrong. And it all yeah. changed the whole worldview. And I think we always have to keep in mind that we're the same stage. It could be one person, one thing that could change the whole thing about physics, about laws and so forth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why all, like, they're all theories, right? Scientific um, theorems. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They, um, you can't know for sure. Until, well, never. <laughs> never, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this is the case about, like, if you talk about nowadays theories about the universe, you know, like theoretical uh, physics, you know, it's just theory. Of course, they're well argued, well thought through, but it's just in the end of theory, and we don't have any hard empirical evidence for that. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it could be anything out there still. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Uh, I um, came up with a creative um, like summary okay. of all of it. And I should say, kids, don't try this at home because, you know, this is pretty dark. <laughs> but summarizing all these seven surprising facts, this is one way to to be, like, you know, scientifically proven to be creative. So don't be ridiculed for your daydream idea. Mm-hmm. Trust your intuition and try a new thing by killing someone close whilst you're in the shower alone. And eat bacon. And eat bacon. <laughs> while drinking beer. <laughs> while drinking beer. Yeah. Um, guys, listen to Pete. He knows his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much what all these uh, these points are saying. You know, like that's the summary. Yeah, so I would if you say- do all of them at once, that's what you're doing. No, no, I think I don't think you should. It's not a, it's not a guide do to creativity. It's just like don't kill someone. No. Yeah, no, yeah, not really. Yeah, it's fine. Although while you're in the shower, if you no, no, just don't, like, don't do it. Well, yeah, no, don't. Yeah, kill well, no, no, don't, don't, don't. You can probably daydream about it, but you know. Exactly, daydream about killing, but don't do it. That's fine. And if you do daydream about killing, you know. Maybe you know, don't say that you learn ideas. At, from at, least, no, at least, at least, do it in a creative way. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> okay, maybe we should. <laughs> yeah. So, creative people talking about creative, um, you know, geniuses and some of the, you know, like just, um, yeah, just geniuses and uh, like, you know, so much better than you had. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. <laughs> 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 we, have, we haven't had him in a long time. Uh, <laughs> we haven't. But I, um, I haven't read the article. <laughs> but I just read the, I just, you know, I read Elon Musk and brain hacking and kickstarting evolution. And I'm like, yep, I know this is going to be amazing. So, um, he is, well, let's just read what, <laughs> what he's doing in brief. Okay. There you go. Well, well, there's a site called futurism. Huh. Classic. Um, so in brief, Elon Musk has recently hinted that he may be working on neural release, a mesh of electronics that will allow AI and the brain to work together. This could help human brains keep up with the future enhancement in AI. All right, so that makes sense. <laughs> of course, Elon's doing that. Of he course. does everything. Um, so basically, it's brain hacking. Okay, the neural lace is. Um, it's a mesh that would allow AI to work symbiotically with the human brain. So oh, wow. somehow, I guess, its signals will be picked up and transmitted wirelessly without the interference of natural neurological processes. Essentially, essentially, it's making a digital brain upgrade, it's saying. So, so it's like the whole thought, the whole idea of um, what well, I had and I spoke about last episode. So this is a way that you can do it. So if you put this neural lace on, you'll be able to just think and talk to a phone without having to put your fear, uh, finger up to your ear. And, you know, you can just hear people and just talk oh, yeah, and yeah, through yeah. without even having to speak out. So you could just think about what you want to say and you're saying it. So it's just you're sending your thoughts basically. So which uh, FYI probably could be really dangerous because <laughs> – Sometimes, you know, well, I don't think before I speak generally, so it's just what I say is probably what I'm going to think anyway. But some people do. And some people go, like, can say, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and then, you know, oh shit. But isn't it like, I think this is like the danger of like when we move towards this direction, we really have to think about ethical and legal actions. Because, like, if you can read the mind, like, mm. someone could hack it, you know, someone could implement, oh, yeah. implement yeah, exactly. thoughts into your brain, you know, like all this kind of stuff. And this is real, you know. Yeah, right, exactly. So that's and that's that's where it is. It's like the, the sort of line about what is too much, right? So at the moment, it sounds all pretty crazy and sci-fi, right? But the wireless mesh part of it, at least, um, nanotechnology experts have already developed an ultra-fine mesh of electronics that can seamlessly merge with your brain, right? So that's 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 what it can now. The difference with what this article isn't saying is that, yes, it can seamlessly merge with your brain, but it's just going to sit there. It can't read your brain at the moment or, or transmit okay. things. It's just basically metal that sits in your fucking brain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not helpful. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, it's like basically having my, fragments of metal in your brain, like, like a grenade just exploded in your brain. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you know what's going to happen. <laughs> what? How do you upgrade? Like, say, it's kind of like you know, people implant, um, like little NFC chips and things like that, and they can program these little NFC chips into their hands. Mm-hmm. NFC can might only be around for five years, and then after five years, it's kind of like now if you implanted, um you know, like a big VGA port into your body and then HDMI came out <laughs> and then you just got a VGA port, you know, and then you have to plug an adapter into your body because, you know, <laughs> you need an adapter every yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or if your iPhone, you had a, um, a headphone jack in your body, now they're lightning, you know, and then they're going to be USB-C and then they're going to be wireless. Yeah, but I think if we talk about this kind of things you know like where they implement some kind of chip or metal in, in your brain or actually really attach it to your brain i think yeah. at this point if we talk about then probably a very nanobot technology where which they can just like inject nanobots and they can 
upgrade the chip without you you don't need to do anything you know well that's a, that's assuming that nanotechnology is going to be the the peak i think it will but it would take longer, about, definitely what about like micro nano or whatever <laughs> what's smaller than nano <laughs> okay this, you know what i mean like yeah, but <laughs> it's a very very small pit <laughs> Yeah, but like all these sorts of things, you never know, or it, it might just be in the future that it's you know you don't need that because you don't you don't need technology. We are technology. I, you know, I don't know. I'm not. Again, no, I'm no. just trying to what be creative. <laughs> <laughs> it, there's there's logic in here somewhere. You just got to pick it out. You know, sorry, you're not creative enough to understand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, but do you get my point? Is that we assuming that this is. We're implementing in the moment that we start doing these body hacks and things like that. Mm-hmm. We're really, we're assuming that we're upgrading, but in reality, we're just kind of limiting ourselves in some way. Because look how technology was 10 years ago. Look at it now. And look, just imagine what yeah. it's going to be in 10 years from now. We can't assume that nanotechnology is going to be, number one, able to be compatible with the data type transfers that we want to expect in the future. Sure, it might be able to store data and be able to do all this whatever stuff, but we might go on to a totally different network. Yeah, but I mean, now technologies have big even further away. I think we talk about 30 years, years maybe even more. I don't know. Mm. That's like pff, very far. But I think if nanotechnology is like the next, 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 next big, big thing for many things to cure diseases, um, cancer, all kinds of stuff on an atomic right. level. You know, just have to inject it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Would you do it? <sighs> sure, why not? Really? Yeah, I would as well, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, if it really, like, I believe it can really help us, you know, or... Yeah. If Elon says it, I think it can. You know? <laughs> but don't you think like Elon, I mean, he's like, he's a very smart and a real, very inspiring person. Yes, but I think it, I think that is true. Yes, End I know. I know. But don't you think, like, at some point, um, he just promises more than he could actually de- deliver? I think he's the type of guy. He's very much like us, where we just talk about cool ideas. But he, he like he's very verbal. You know what I mean? And so he's when they say Elon Musk is looking to kickstart this. It's probably just like, hey, like the whole, um, what's that? Um, oh, shit. Oh, Google. So the idea is that basically he'll just say, oh, cool. This will be cool, guys. Someone should do it. He's not going to do it. Yeah. But yeah. he's, um, you know, like, um, wants someone to do it. And um, it's like now um, the name is come. There you go. Hyperloop one. So the Hyperloop, right? He had the idea for it. Mm hmm. About this idea of a um, a tube, you know, that can just use mag- uh, magnetic levitations, and you know, there's no um, friction, so therefore speeds can be so fast. And um, you build this massive tube on it, like you know, like yeah. ideal, and you can, you know, like he had the foundation of it. But he's not going to go out because, you know, if he was going to do it, he wouldn't be talking about it. He'll be doing it, you know, on the side. Yep. You know, it's that whole idea. But he's all about, I think, bringing new ideas and pushing people to create new ideas. And he's got a fantastic, like, brand image behind him. So if he says something and someone figures that they could pull it off, all they have to do is align with him and he just – is kind of like sponsoring them or like, but he's like, he's like, he's like, um, he's, what is it? Chairman of the Hyperloop company somehow, something. Yeah, exactly. And it's probably the same. I can guarantee you he's not, he's not, he's probably advising, but he's not probably put, spending too much time on it. These guys, um, will probably be doing the one, the, uh, all the work and they're just using his brand, um, to kind of sell it a little bit more and get funding and, you know, you, you, if we had an idea and we had Elon Musk attached to it, even if he wasn't doing anything, we'd get so much more attention. Definitely. So I have a feeling that. Elon Musk, what I, what I, I find a bit skeptical. He's, 
he's just he's spreading out like everywhere, like all kinds of areas. And I'm not yeah. sure if he's like has the knowledge and capacity to be at all these spaces, you know. He, he and he's probably won't be. And I, 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 like I was saying, I don't think he's helping out with all these ideas. He's like pretty narrow focused on. Um, I mean, the, the stuff that he's doing now, which is um, Tesla and um, uh, solar uh, one, uh, solar energy, whatever that's called, his <laughs> solar energy company, um, Solar City, that's it. And so Tesla and Solar City have a combined interest together. Yeah, Tesla is battery powered. Solar City, uh, you know, like so they want he needs solar energy to you know so energy is his issue right so that's why then but he's merging the companies um and then he's um you know spacex program i think he's also probably his baby you know like that he wants to basically get the fuck out of earth you know <laughs> yeah definitely yeah that's usually like he's so many times when he's giving interviews and write about articles he's always like emphasizing and pushing of the urge on the urge like that we have to leave planet earth and why it's like necessary yeah, yeah. we survive we have to leave planet earth or at least colonize otherwise we won't survive basically i yeah, read I, like it was last week I actually read an article about like why again we need to um colonize or leave earth otherwise we're going to be fucked basically that's what he is saying hmm. i mean I, I just don't want to i'm happy but i'm Pete, happy like, to stay the, on question, a- the question is like i need to ask this then if we can't manage to live on planet Earth, what difference will it make if we're going to live on Mars? <laughs> because I don't care about my children's children, children's children. <laughs> They'll figure it out. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think it's not, it's not the problem. Day, but I think current day. But you know, like the, the problem is not like what he. I think it's not the location. It's actually like the problem is actually like first we need to figure out how we can live together in one spot before we actually colonize because this problem will carry on if we're on mars it doesn't matter we will have the same conflicts and the same differences yeah, that's as exactly exactly you know you can rebuild a project from the scratch straight away but you'll encounter the same problems right but if you start and you build you learn and you get ideas and you do focus group testing and blah blah then you can build up a new project like yeah. correctly well, assuming correctly, but you've got to be a, a, able to adapt for change. And I don't think we are as humans. We're not no. agile. And the same as well, like if, if then we have a colony on Mars. Um, be the same thing, but just limited. It would be the same thing. I think the problem is then we have problems between, you know, planet Mars. They would think like the people living there, why the fuck should we listen to planet Earth and the companies down there? Oh, we're independent, yeah. you know, like we are, we are, this is us. You know, and for, guaranteed and, there'll be planet wars. And again, the thing is, their first first problem zone. You know, yeah, they're independent. They have their own society, their own civilization, and uh, they don't need to um, how do you say, follow our laws and our legislations and our you know, because yeah, why? They're on Mars. <laughs> There's no. Well, it depends. Well, they would have to do that if they wanted support from Earth, right? Exactly, but if, and, if they get resources, like, but if they, yeah, but if they find out like how to be self-sustainable, oh, then yeah, they, they, they'll be. Why should they, the moment that happens, they'll yeah, be exactly, like, why should yeah. they obey to blend Earth corporations or politicians? Yeah, but see, I was born on Earth, so I'll support Earth. Fuck Mars, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna get those. You're gonna get those sort of people. Like and I guess Martians, this is the thing. No, but exactly, because then people people yeah. will get born on Mars. It's like yeah. I, don't, I have no connection to Blend Earth. Why should Why should I give a shit about Blend Earth? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then Earth will fuck itself up as it does anyway. And then Mars will probably I don't know. They could fuck it up earlier. <laughs> You know, it's, so again, I think that the problem I see here, with, you know, and I contradict I, with Elon Musk is like it's not the, the the solution is not to colonize and leave planet Earth. There's always us. We carry the problems around. Yeah, we yeah exactly. So maybe we should first focus on that first somehow. I don't know. I think so too. I think we well, we don't even know what the problem is yet. No, no, or at least we know the problems. We don't know the solutions. So that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, maybe Elon Musk will know at one point. <laughs> oh, definitely. Of course, you know. All right, that's it. Cool. And your story next. I mean, okay. <laughs> not the, that's it for this show. <laughs> well, how much time do we have already? Ah, oh, we got time. It's 40 minutes. It's 40 okay. Minutes. All People right. love listening to us. Oh, they always do, of course. 
Okay, so one article uh, was by Quartz, well, published on Quartz. Um, scientists have created a drug that replicates the health benefits of exercise. <laughs> so that's cool. I like that. <laughs> so that, um, ah, the, it's in, the, the from, research in, group uh, in Melbourne was in Melbourne, mm, Deakin University. Okay, cool. So there was a research group. We'll and get they, them on the show next. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. So they find they basically began a research by trying to find out they they wanted to find out um, they wanted to replicate the effects of exercise and they began they began by examining examining the molecular response to exercise in muscles. So the genes that control for lipid metabolism turn on during exercise, which causes the body to burn fat and that contributes to the heart, to heart diseases. Awesome. So so what they did they found the protein that keeps these genes turned off most of the time and were able to genetically manipulate it in order to turn on the fat-burning genes. Um, <laughs> so they have testing, they've been testing this on mice and they showed that, um, well, it worked in a way. Basically, testing on mice showed that in burning the fats, the drug effectively prevented heart disease in obese mice. And they're now trying to redesign the drug structure to make it more potent, specific, and effective for humans. So... The overall goal is that they think there's huge health benefits for people with ob obesity and type 2 diabetes. Um, however, they also argue that it does not replicate all the benefits of exercise. For example, it does not induce the same increase of in endorphins. And also, uh. mice who were given a drug did not lose weight. Although it increases energy expendit expenditure and fat burning... Mice treated with this drug also ate a little bit more, meaning they remained weight stable. So that makes sense because your body, maybe it's tricking your mind into, you know, like it's like your mind is not being tricked, I should say. So yeah. you, while your body is being able to burn all this energy, your mind is thinking, oh shit, I need to eat more because I'm losing energy but without doing anything. Mm -hmm. So you, you, maybe that's what the mice were doing. Which kind of, to be honest, makes this whole point moot, right? Because why why take a drug that has no health benefits outside of like this sort of stuff? Exactly. And I think also, I don't know, if you okay, but if you had the chance, like if especially struck would exist, I think I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do it. Like I wouldn't take it because really? like for me, no, because like. <sighs> I'd take it at the start just to get into a healthy body, yeah, and then like, I wanted, you know. It doesn't really because the thing is like with exercise and doing sports, it also like increases your confidence that you actually can change mm -hmm. something just mm -hmm. by yourself. If you just take this drug, it just you know, it's not your, it's not much effort. So to but say, that's what I mean is that I think taking it at the start. The biggest thing I have when basically the biggest thing I have when exercising is that you feel that you can't do it at the start. Then you get it's that, it's that bigger dip at the start, you know, that you just can't do anything. And then you start getting exercise and you start getting a little bit better, you know, um, you get confidence, you get more stamina, you get all these sorts of things that push you and, and allow you to go longer and longer. Yeah. So that you, you have to go over that hump, right? Because if you can have a pill that takes away that hump at the start and just gets you in a really, like, fit state, then... Um, you know, you just simply just do that and then take do running and um, then, then drop the drug. Yeah, but I'm not sure if it really will help this way. You know, I think I should always remind you if you start sports or exercise, start with small steps, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, but still, but it's too much. I want to, I want to be like from, I want to go from zero to 100. But now, like, now, I want to be right able now? right now. Yeah, like, I want to be able to lift, like, it's hard when you go to the gym and all these guys are like bigger weight um, weights than you, and then you you can't lift the, you know, I'm not saying how much so right, I can't lift. But, they also started at some yeah, point, Pete. Yeah, but they just look at you and you just feel really no bad. Yeah, but I think yeah, I, I see your, a lot of people. I see your point, thing. but I think um, it's just in your mind because like I don't think oh, these people think about yeah. this this way. They think no. probably they don't give a shit. It's just in your mind. You're creating these thoughts. They're not real. Oh, exactly. But that's the, that's the hard part is that if you can get to that 
point without having those thoughts, and you can, you can just then, I think you'd be more willing to adapt and push. Yeah, but I think this drug, for example, this this such kind of drug, this won't help you with creating these thoughts, you know. Well, no, it would because you would you would have more energy, so you would feel like you're a, 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 like a, a warrior, basically, <laughs> and then you just kind of just keep doing it. Yeah, I'm not sure if this drug is doing this stuff. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. I'll Maybe, let you know I, think, I think I can tell you what this drug is called: Coke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Deakin University is not too far. I can just break into them and try this drug, and then we'd we'd demo it out on episode eight and nine. You know. Good. <laughs> Definitely, you should do it, Pete. So they are. Let's see. Directions to Deakin University. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, okay, only a 22-minute drive from where I am. Perfect. You know? Go there and ask him if you want to be like a volunteer in experimenting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I think I actually I would. I wonder how much I, um, I get pay, um, paid, you know, like for it. I think like, you won't get any money, Pete. You just have to do it. What? That's not how these work. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, okay. Well, I think that's it because you know now I've I want to just lay down on the couch and eat burger rings and um, like pizzas and stuff like that. Yeah, I still have, yeah. A, I still have a, a day ahead of me. Just, ah, just no, nah, that doesn't make any sense. Just quit everything and just eat pizza and, on the couch. I will do that in the evening, definitely. How, how's your um? What's it called? Um, not Halo, by Halo um, Games. Oh, the f- what? No Man's Sky? What are you talking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no I, I, how's that game? I haven't played it in a long time. Are you going to say the shit game? <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. I will wait until there's more to it, but it's... Yeah, at the moment, it's not good, right? It's not good at all. No. So not do you all. have a good recommendation on a show, game, or anything? A good recommendation? Can... Um, hmm. Let me think. I don't know. Do no you pressure. Have mind? Yeah, no pressure. I don't have anything in mind right now. Um, what do I have? Oh, I have one. Yeah. Okay. The movie Her. Yes. Wait, do you want to recommend that? Yes. I want, I want Wait, when did you re- watch it recently? Did you? I watched it again recently. Okay. Again, yeah, I, I, I did it. as well, actually. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's really good. I, told, like, I keep saying, mentioning that movie always because I want that operating system. Yeah, it's good. I think it's, uh, but I think it's very, the, the movie just touches on so many interesting points, you know, like what is oh, love, yeah. what is AI and, you know, all these things. Like, it's it's amazing. What? Who are we? Is it just the body? Is it just our conscious, is it consciousness? It's amazing. I really like yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think like it Human humanity thinks too much of themselves. I think so we too. should just accept. We'll just accept what we are now and just and, and enjoy. One, one thought I, I've developed after watching this movie is like perhaps the next step in evolution is just us creating this AI. You know, like who's bodiless but super intelligent and has a mm. consciousness. Basically, maybe it's just the next step. Why? Why? Why do we think we are the the centrum of the universe? You know. Well, is, you say you think that the next. The, the next evolution of people is just AI. Well, I think maybe and, uh, human, yeah, I think bodyless, that bodyless consciousness. Happen. Well, why not? Because hum, humans want to exist forever. That's the yeah, whole well, point. But humanity is egotistical. <laughs> that's true, but you never know, man. We we want to, but you know, when the end happens, we can't really. Oh, what ends up happening? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I think what? Yeah, I think maybe AI just becomes a more dominant species. Isn't that Terminator? Right. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's not the same. Terminator uh, well, is yeah, well, Terminator, but peaceful. Terminator, yeah. but peaceful, exactly. Mm. Wasn't it the Matrix, actually? <laughs> but not it became that? No, at the end it did. They lived in harmony together. Did they, in the end? Yeah, yeah it became the one, the bond between the machines and and um, the humans and 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 when the humans just wanted to live peacefully with everyone and the humans, but the humans were the ones that went out against it, you know the AI. Yeah, but I'm not sure if they live peacefully in the end. 
Well, that was, well, that's the go- that was what was the resolution. There was peace between them. I don't know yeah. if it stayed for more than like the five seconds we saw of it. <laughs> Maybe like <laughs> the humans backstabbed the, um, the machines on on Earth and on the surface and just goes, Probably. we lied. <laughs> now you die, you know, yeah. But that's, you know, AI and, and everyone just needs to live peaceful with each other, you know. Just, just enjoy your company. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so do you have any recommendations before... Um, no, nothing no. actually. I, I, yeah, just s- no creativity. I need no to go have a that. shower. Yeah. yeah, yeah, eat bacon, drink a beer, and uh, exactly. Actually, I do oh, feel everything, like everything's gonna be fine. I really do feel like bacon right now, actually. Awesome, dude. Maybe I should get some bacon. Good. Okay, mm. hey, <laughs> this was episode hey. eight. This was episode eight, yes. It was good. It was good, was it? I think. Guys, um, you know, if you listen to this, probably not many people are listening to this, you're always welcome to contact us <laughs> and ask questions. What's the, what, how do they contact us? Um, I know we have an email, don't we? Yes. <laughs> you don't know the email, Justine. <laughs> isn't it? That's the correct. That is, that's the email. And we're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash futurish. We, well, we are uh, someone no, one of I, uh, <laughs> and hey we on Instagram no you're on Instagram I'm, Instagram, I'm, 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 using, yeah. I'm using this but I'm on Snapchat but now no no okay well <laughs> name is Pete on Snapchat or one word name is Pete exactly good because my name is Pete <laughs> <laughs> not Peter no, Peter. Pete. Yeah. Awesome, man. That should be my username as well. Not Peter, Pete. Exactly. Not Peter, <laughs> Pete. Yeah. <laughs> hey, awesome. Hey. So, thank you for episode eight. I wish you a good week. And um, yeah, just... And, and what is the, love? What is love? It's bacon and beer. <laughs> <laughs> love is bacon and beer. That should be the title of the episode. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Good title. We should do it for you. Mm. There you go. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Have fun. Have fun. See you guys. I recall Central Park and Fall.